So what's been going on with you? Just, you know, doing the, doing the demigod thing, pretty much. So working on that. Getting, uh, you know, we did the Kickstarter and stuff for the hardcover and then my black book, you know, the art of. Yeah. My stuff. And the black book is officially got the green light for me to uh, to go to print because, you know, the printer sends us sent me a proof to look at for color and all that stuff. And awesome. Yeah. Sent that, you know, it was it was cool to get and, and you know, cool to see and stuff. And, and um, so we got that, or I got that um, yesterday, and, you know, the basic gist is proof it and send it back to them. You know, you got to sign off and everything and send it back. And So I sent it back, so they got it today, so now they can go to, you know, they got the green light to print it. So hopefully that'll be in my grubby hands within the next three weeks. <laughs> right. The hardcover for Demigod is going is in the designer's hands now, <clears throat> so he's working on getting that done and put together so we can get that baby through the printer because it's the same designer that did the black book. So as soon as he got that done, you know we were like, all right, let's get on the get on the hardcover. So he's got that in his hands, and uh, I'm you know I got issue three in front of me and. That's about it. So issue two is out, right? No, issue two will be out June sixth. June sixth. Okay, see, I had it as May sixth, and that's why I was trying to rush getting getting on because I thought I had missed the. I thought I had missed no, the release no, of it. No, I no, it would have been nice, and everything, but you know, it just didn't work out. So. You know, okay. What do you good. Like? Cause I, I thought I missed the release window and I felt bad because I wanted to get I wanted to get you on in front of it but yay I still got you on in front of it so that that works out oh yeah man yeah definitely it's it's all good it's all good cool so. <laughs> but um so I mean you guys are kind of rocking and rolling over there yeah you know we're trying- it's awesome to watch we got, uh, you know, besides besides that, Dread Gods 4 will be dropping very soon. So, um, you know, that, that initial first volume will be wrapped up. First story arc. That'll be dropping soon. That I'm and super then, invested in and super stoked to see the next issue. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, we appreciate everybody hanging on with us. So... <laughs> Oh man, I mean it's yeah, it's it. I mean it's a good you know both of them are good stories. So I mean if if you know you guys are obviously once it's once it's to your standards, then it gets to us. I mean I'm pretty sure we're all fine with that because the books are amazing. You know when you do get them. So I mean the quality that's get that's getting put out by you guys is. I think the patience is is uh, not that much of an expectation because. So far, it's been pretty amazing, and all the books that and, I've been know, able to get my hands on from y'all. One of the one of the key things that we want to do is make sure, because you know we we had the talks of like, oh, you know, it's it's not, you know, get done. I guess say, in the the timely of manner, but you know we were really looking at big picture, and big picture is having the same 
artist on this on the book because I mean it's four issues. You know, it's not right. it's not like it's this you know ten issue twelve issue thing and or that you know we were like well it's this ongoing thing. You know, we want, we were going these four volumes and you know we decided before it even came out we're just going to you know if it takes a little bit longer you know we know that that's not the best but we'd rather be consistent with art you know the art on it than go well sorry we're going to get another artist to finish it too bad because you know the gist is look we know that dread gods number one came out July, I believe, last year. Basically, number four is going to probably come out right around end of June. This, you know, and that's four issues and basically a year. But when once it, you know, everything gets collected, um, and once it's collected and stuff, and even for the people that didn't buy it, you know, are just going to buy the single issue, you know, when they go back and reread it. It'll be, you know, a nice solid story by the same creative team. And nobody will probably look back and be like, duh, yeah, this was good. But man, I'd rather have had it every month or every six weeks, even if it was a different artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I know when I go back and look at look at trade paperbacks, because I've got a lot of single issues and I'm the guy that'll buy the singles and then I'll buy the trade as well. And I know when I go back and look at the trades, I don't it doesn't even cross my mind like, oh, this five issue or four issue came out over the course of seven or eight months. It's oh this is cool. You know, it's it's by the same creators and it's not like there's a you know, there's no skip a beat or anything, you know what I mean? Right. If that makes sense. No, it totally does, because, I mean, you know, there, there's series that, that I've read where, you know, and I understand that the big, you know, the big houses do have the stricter deadlines and everything, and, you know, sometimes it's jarring when the art style changes and you're still following the same story, so I totally understand what you guys are doing and actually appreciate it, but, I mean, I, you know, I guess I can be... I, I have no problem with a little bit of patience for something that's got quality to it. So, right, and you know when you look at when you look at the European model, which is basically putting out albums once a year, and not floppy, you know that's, that's once a year, you know, and those albums are anywhere from you know forty eight to maybe three pages, generally not more than that. And, you know, you get it, it comes out, and sometimes those are, you know, the storyline wraps, and sometimes it's continued. And guess what? If it's continued, you're waiting pretty much another year for the next one to come out. Um, so, you know, like I said, we kind of went into it going, yeah, it's comic, it's not the album, but we want to stick to the quality and stuff. I mean, you know, for me on Demigod, when I... Since I'm doing pencil and ink, I'm looking at like three pages a week, maybe, maybe four. But I'm one of those artists that when I draw the book, even though I'm inking it myself, I know a lot of people might think, oh, he's inking it himself. He could probably do a little bit less. It's 
pencils and you know make up for make up time in the inks. And it's funny, I'm I'm really not that way. See what my stuff looks like before I ink it. It's it's pretty tight. <laughs> right, exactly. I kind I kind of wish that I was in the you know one of those guys that basically put down some looser stuff and go, oh, I know I'm inking it. And I'll just do a lot of it in the paint, but I'm just not. You know, it's that OCD in me that we talked about before. I think it's got to be down there uh, just right before I go in with the paint. So, um, you know, when I come to live with that, you know, it's funny, as, as a creator, there was that battle, that eternal struggle for a while, or for me at least, where it was like, no, you're inking it yourself. You should be able to draw less because you're inking it yourself. And, and you know, a lot of the time, stuff I would draw less and go and take it over me, I would sometimes go in with more white and stuff. <laughs> I didn't spend the amount of time for me in the pencils that I you know? Right. So, so you know, I, you know, Demi God number one came out in March. Demigod number two is coming out the beginning of June. It was going to be originally the middle of May, but there was just a snafu, not on our end, that we really couldn't do anything about. So, you know, it's going to be June 6th instead. So, oh well. I mean, I'm still stoked for it. So, you know, I didn't even know they screwed it up. I was just waiting for the next kick-ass book to come out. <laughs> You know what? I think I think when it's and this doesn't just apply to us. I think it applies to to lots of the stuff, like lots of the smaller stuff. Not not the big deal. You know, when when I think there's like this internal. You know, we all have these internal flaws. You know, and for for a comic guy. You know, and when I say comic guys, not the creators, but fans that go in the store every week, I think when it's a book like a Superman or a Spider Man or something like that, there is that internal clock that goes, you know, it seems like it's been about a month. You know what I mean? Right. Like, where is that next one? But when it comes to, you know, not just, you know, our books, you know, Demigod and Dread Gods and, and you know, it's going to be giant covers and stuff. When it comes to a lot of the more independent stuff, and this is, this is just me because I do buy independent stuff, I don't really, my mind doesn't work that way, you know? I, it's like you said, since I go to the shop every week, it's more along lines of, oh, uh, you know, for me, I can say like Savage Dragon. You know? Right. It's like, oh, Savage Dragon's out. And it's, it's in my poll as well. So because it's in my poll, it's kind of like I go in and they're like, here's your book. You know, it's not me going to fans going, oh, where's that latest Superman? Where's that, you know, latest whatever? And I, you know, I still get Marvel stuff. And, you know, I'm not right on the money with, hey, it's been a month. Where is it? It's kind of like you said, you just go in and it's like, oh, the newest one is out. Wait. You know, and I, I'd rather have the quality that, you know, the, the oh, we, we got to get this out on time. Let's just pull somebody else in to get it done. Right. You know? 
So, I mean, are you guys, um, you know, with the summer months coming, and I know cons are pretty much year-round, but do you guys have any shows that you're planning on showcasing the newer stuff coming out this summer? Or yeah, That's a good question, because we're, we're looking at the schedule, and we're being a little more um, reserved, I guess, in a way. Like, last week, Buffalo, which is a good time you know, ominous. The main office is in Buffalo, so that was easy for them to for them to set up the booth. And you know, Ron Mark, who is pretty close to Buffalo, he's relatively he's in Albany, which is a lot closer to me here in North Carolina and Mark, You know, Ron went and pretty much represented. You know, Bart and I did. Um, Hero Con is coming up in my hometown. You know, my backyard. So I'll definitely be there. But, you know, we kind of found that it's not, it hasn't really made a difference over the past couple of years with all of us going, you know, with the money that we have to outlay for travel and stuff like that, saving it for others, you know. Right. So I'll be I'll be in the I'll have some of the other books with me because I have stock of Dread Gods here and and uh, you know Drawing Powerful Heroes that Bart did and the Black Book of his and whatnot. Um, Baltimore is going to be coming up in September. So I mean that's not for a while, but you know that one's definitely on the radar. That's one we've always done, and that's one we all do. You know we haven't. Really you know, that's kind of far out there. It's going to have, like, a list, I guess you could say, of shows, and we'll just kind of take them as they come. Plan out okay, what makes the best sense. And you also got to work in just the time. Right, exactly. Pickle City was this past weekend, but it was a three-day show. You know, you figure in travel and stuff, you're, you're out for at least four days. Wouldn't have been, you know, smart for me to go to with you know, work. So that's a that's a show plan in a way. As much as you want. Yeah. Hold on, I got something going on with my headphones for a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Oh, okay. Thank you, Scott. My my headphones are getting spotty on this one. I can edit that weird, awkward minute out. If you can hear me, then we're good. Because I could I, I could hear you, but everything sounded kind of tinny for a second. Oh no, I can hear you just fine. Hey. <laughs> uh, hey, man, it's a one man show. I do what I can. <laughs> and I hear you. <laughs> I agree. Hey, I listened to, you know, it's funny because I, I listened to this one podcast, go off topic real quick, and it's not a comic book related podcast or anything. It's just, it's, yeah, um, like true crime, whatever. But the point is, and I, I'm not going to name it because I don't want to throw the guy under the bus, but I will say it cracks me up because it's, it, his podcast is, is an interview. So he interviews different authors and stuff of through crime books. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I love it, but one of the things that cracks me up is, okay, in the beginning of the interview, you don't actually hear the other person's phone ringing and stuff. So, you know, he'll just introduce who he's going to be talking to and then be like, you know, welcome to the show, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, thanks for having me, whatever. But what cracks me up is at the end of the show, almost every episode, it, you know, it'll end with, all right, well, thank, you know, thank you very much for taking the time. And other guy's like, ah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And then you literally hear the hang up and then a dial. Cut. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, Man, you can edit that out. <laughs> yeah, I actually like what I do is I've got the, you know, the theme song that runs at the beginning. Sure. And then I do the where, you know, I say goodbye to whoever I'm talking to and we do all the pleasantries. And then I fade it out with the theme song. So you never hear any of like the because it used to be, you know, when I was editing it, I was like, I mean, am I hitting my keyboard with a hammer? Because it picks up every little sound. So like when you hit the, you know, the mouse button to hang up the Skype call, it'll be like, yeah, dude, dude, awesome talk hour, hour or so of like, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like to click and they're like super loud at the end. So I like yeah. I have it where it molds the sound down on the phone call side and then it ups the. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've learned how to try to get rid of all the the ambient noise. For the most part, yeah. getting the puppy last year made recording in the house an adventure for a couple episodes. But sure. Yeah. But I just, you know, it just cracks me up that, you know, that guy doesn't edit that stuff out. And it's it's funny, too, because like. Um, this is, this is a podcast that has sponsors, you know, oh, wow. paid, paid, like, you know, a few of the podcasts I listen to, they're on this certain network and, you know, a, a few of the podcasts, you'll hear the same sponsors, you know, they'll, they'll be like, all right, let's pause for a minute to talk about blah, 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 you know, and it's, you know, it, it's like national sponsor type stuff. <laughs> And I'm thinking, dude, you're obviously making money off this podcast because you've got these good sponsors and stuff. Right. What wouldn't take that that much effort to uh, edit out the hang up and uh, all that? Maybe a little <laughs> something. I mean, nobody pays me, and I can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So anyhow, but uh, but yeah, back to the ominous stuff. Now we got you know we announced last weekend and. In Nickel City, the we're working with Graham Nolan on um, two two projects. We're doing the 20th anniversary of his of his creator own book, Monster Island. Nice. And uh, like I said, that's this is the 20th anniversary, and we're going to do a creator edition, which is pretty much kind of like the artist edition, where the pages all you know Graham has all the originals. They're all going to be scanned in full color and printed. Oh man! You know, printed that way, oversized. And along with that, we're continuing the Black Book Art of series, and so you know, Barch is out. Yep. Uh, Black Book is out. Mine's and it's volume. amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it came out fantastic. Um, mine, I think everybody's going to be pleased with when they see it. And then we're going to be doing one for Graham, so that. That'll be along with his uh, 20th anniversary Monster Island um, as well. So, and then we've got a few other artists in the pipe, pipeline as well, which I don't believe we said yet. So I'm going to 
mum's the word on that for now. Gotcha. But we're going to be continuing the Black Book series, so that's that's cool stuff we got going on. Um, Kicking Ice, which is uh, the book written by Stephanie Phillips, who not only plays hockey, but is a writer as well, and she wrote this great story about uh, girls playing hockey, and that's a graphic novel we're publishing. Yes. So that's got really good feedback and good press just because of the, you know, it's a good message. It's not just, oh, girls playing hockey, but anti-bullying and stuff as well. So that will be coming out very soon. I'm telling you, man, like books like that are, you know, they're they're finding a definitely a, a deeper space with me. You know, I, I have all girls and I grew up with all boys. So it was never a question of, well, how come this person can play and this person can't because it was always like well let's just play but now you know i mean baseball season's up and going and you know we we watch it in the evening um because it's like how we all relax you know you got a baseball game in the background and every the whole family's together and you can still talk because it's not like a movie or a show sure so, so you can talk but my you know my youngest was talking about well how come no girls play and and it wasn't from like a you know, it wasn't from like a um, uh, exclusion thing. She was just asking, and I didn't have a good answer for her because I mean, you know, like th- there are certain sports where I can see, like I don't think anybody wants to see somebody get, you know, it's hard enough to watch a guy get decked by a linebacker that weighs five thousand pounds. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like there's certain sports where I can see it, but like stuff like baseball. And hockey, and because I mean hockey, I played hockey up north growing up. Oh, and, cool! And and you're you're padded, like it shouldn't. There shouldn't be oh, yeah. a, a weird separation, you know. So like you know, she she was actually asking about that, you know, like why aren't why don't girls play b- baseball? And not even from like a, a feminist point of view, just a kid asking, like how come there's no girls out there? And you know, she's like, I like baseball. I'd like to play baseball. And I didn't really have a good answer for her. You know, other than they've just never had them play. And I don't hmm. want, and, yeah, you, you I, know, I and, don't, I, and I don't want to show her a league of their own because then she's going to be like, oh, all those girls got to play. And I love that movie and everything, but like, what do you explain to them? Yeah, well, when all the guys got home from war, they weren't allowed to play anymore. Yeah, I don't know. You, you know, know, like, what's the good I, answer? I've got to, you know, I only have one, we only have one one kid and you know we have a daughter and she's not athletically inclined and has no and she's not not to say she's a she's the girly type she's really not actually she just doesn't care about playing any sports but then again when i was her age i didn't either um but yeah well i mean there's girls baseball in college right yeah is there no one i i mean I but don't, then see, after that you know, like I'm not a baseball guy. I don't know. I I guess I've never. I mean, yeah, I know that on TV it's all guys baseball. I I don't know if there's a female professional league or not. I mean, I know there's a WNBA. They I they don't have. Uh, I don't think they have one past college for. I, you know, I guess. I would like to. I would assume. And I am assuming, but I 
I would assume that it's just because there's not enough people that want to participate to be able to start a league. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would that hope it would be that. Huh? I would hope it would be that. I mean, I would think that would have to be it. I mean, if if there wasn't enough, you know, women want to play basketball, I don't think there'd be a WNBA. I think it. I would. I would think it just comes down to the amount of people that want to do it. I mean, I don't know. I. I could yeah, be a hundred. That's probably off. true. That is probably true. And I mean, you know, if you look at a real baseball season, it's grueling. Well, yeah, and it's got to come down to. I mean, look, everything's business, and even if even if they could get I will say twenty teams, is twenty teams financially worth it enough to to play that? No, it's like ruling, but you know, you got to pay the players enough to where it's like this is what they do for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not because like there's arena football and I remember I was talking to a friend of mine, Charlotte had an arena football team and we went and watched them play and it was great. And I remember reading something that these guys were only getting paid like hundred bucks a game or something. And and then like the following season I was like, Oh, I should see if I can get tickets because it'd be fun to go watch and they basically like uh, we're not doing it this year. <laughs> yeah, see, um, there's no, there's no funds for it, or, or there's no money for it. So, so we're not doing it this year. I mean, could you imagine if it's like, I'm going to watch the NFL and you know, one of the teams, not all of them, but just one of the teams is like, yeah, we're not doing it this year. Yeah, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a, we have an arena football team here that's actually plays in the county where I live. Um, you know, outside of Atlanta, and one of our next-door neighbors, um, the kid is talented as all get-out, and he, they asked him to play, and I think he, he looked at what they were willing to pay him, and he's like, my IT job pays way more. Yeah. You know, sure. like, he was like, and the kid went, I mean, he's like one of the bigger football stars around here when he went to the school. Um, when, when he was in high school a couple of years ago, I mean, he's graduated college and everything now, but he was like one of the big players, like everybody knew him and da, 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 da. And he just, I guess, you know, was good enough for here. Wasn't good enough for the NFL and the arena football team approached him. And I think when he looked at the pay, he was like, nah, I'll keep my nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah. And I get it. And, and you know, I like. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I didn't prepare myself for a lot of the, the, the questions that come when you're a guy and you're raising all girls. Sure. And then you get questions like that and you're like, I don't have a good answer for you. We're not, it's not because we're terrible. It's just, I guess, because it's never been pursued before. <laughs> like, you know, like what, yeah. what, what's the delicate way that's not, you know, well, you know. Sometimes men are monsters. Um, now, now you know, I mean, here's like, the question: Is there is there girls softball professional, or is that only college too? I know. I see, and that's the other thing. Now, see, I've never pursued it before, so the only thing I've ever been aware of 
was that there's girls, there's girl little league teams where they play either softball or baseball. And sure. then there's like, yeah, like, like you said, college teams. I've never seen anything outside of that. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's like local leagues and stuff, you know, I mean, like almost like a roller derby team. Oh, right. You know, I'm, I'm sure there is. But she was asking, like, how come how come there's no girls who are really good at it who play on the Atlanta Braves? Because that's the team we watch, you know. It, it was sure. kind of like that kind of question. Like, if I played baseball, because she, she, you know, she said, I want to play baseball. If I got really good at it, could I ever be on the Atlanta Braves? And it was kind of like the, do you give them the generic, you can do anything. Because you never yeah, want to crush I mean, a that's... child spirit, or are you like, I honestly don't have a really good answer for you, <laughs> like, you know? Like, so we kind of yeah. went with a, you know what, if you if you did it, then there's no reason why you couldn't be able to. And then yeah. in the back I, of your I mean, head I don't as know. a full-grown adult, you're like... It's not necessarily, (laughs) you kind of give yourself the rational explanation. (laughs) Well, you see, honey, I'm going to tell you that you can be anything you want to be, but. Yeah, no, I hear you. Kind of came out of nowhere. I know it's not comic book related, but you're a dad, so I figured I'd add. Like, you know, those questions that come out of nowhere where you're like, I really should be better prepared to answer this. Like, that's what you tell yourself. Yeah, no, I know. I, I haven't consider gotten myself like smart. I said, my, my, well, you know, my daughter and I watch football on weekends and on Sundays, but she likes watching it. She has no interest in playing it. So yeah. I'm never, I, I'll never get that question. Why couldn't I play football? So. Oh, my God. Both, both of my girls are obsessed with football. Oh, that's cool. It, it is like during football season, they are like up there with me yelling at the TV and. Oh yeah. That's how mine is. It, it's fun. Yeah. No, we've got, we've got matching Sunday football shirts. We do too. She'll be like, you don't have your Sunday football shirt on. I'll be like, all right, I'll go get it. Are you Panthers or. No, no, I'm uh, I mean, they're second because I live here. Right. But I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. Hey, see, I grew up. Massachusetts, so I'm a New England fan, and the girls adopted them, even though we're in Atlanta. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but see, they adopted them because of me, but I grew up liking them when they couldn't win against themselves. <laughs> you know? No, like, I know. No, so I, I give it to you. You know? I mean, that's just it. If you were, if you were like I'm a New England fan, as in the past ten years, that's that's a different story, but. But, but yeah, I mean, like I remember when, and I was never a fan of the Colts, but back in the day, the Colts of New England both were the team that you're like, <laughs> whatever. Right? See, so. I'm I'm an AB. I, I mean, I'm a PB. So that's pre Brady. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's a bunch of ABs that came after Brady, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a PB. I mean, I remember when we had the old. I wish they'd go back to it or throw it on every once in a while. That old, you know, grumpy-looking guy with the tri-corner hat hiking the football logo. I mean, I had those growing up. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it was lifelong. You know, I'm the same way with the Bruins. Like, I'm in Atlanta. We, we lost our hockey team a couple of years ago. But while Boston was still running for the Stanley Cup this year, I was trying to catch all the games I can. 
Oh, yeah. I think the only sport I can't watch on TV is basketball. Um, I don't really, you know, I've got a hard time watching anything on TV except football. I can go to anything live, but yeah, to watch because it's just a different atmosphere when you're there live. But even basketball, but I can do basketball a lot easier than I can watch baseball on TV. Oh, so. see, I can Yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I think it's just turned into what, I, like a slam dunk contest for like two and a half hours. Right. On right. TV where, you, you know, what I mean, like when I, you know, when we were growing up and you had the teams that it wasn't just one player that defined a team. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, like, yeah, like I remember the Celtics of the 80s and the 90s when it was like, you know, it was this an entire roster full of names and you watched them all work in tandem. And it was amazing to watch like teams just completely destroy each other. And now it's like that guy you don't know passed to that guy you don't know passed to that guy you don't know and LeBron James like <laughs> right just like every game. But I was trying to tell uh I I hate that we lost our hockey team because my oldest who got into football with me you know even more hardcore than the little one she got into watching hockey with me and I wish I we still had the Thrashers because I I tried to tell her I'm like. You can watch hockey on TV, but you need to go to a hockey game. Oh, yeah, totally. Going to a game is so different. I mean, I love going to an actual hockey game. I, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's fun to watch them get checked on TV, but you need to be up against the glass when that thing starts rocking, and you can literally see that guy's face print get left on the plexi. <laughs> yeah, no, I like going to hockey games. And I can watch some of those on TV, but I, I just never got into hockey yet. My dad was a big hockey fan, and, you know, and my mom still watches it as well. So, he's a Lightning fan, and they're still in the run, aren't they, or no? Uh, last time I knew they were. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. So. I mean, I guess because I grew up playing it, I've always got a soft spot for it. Because I had, I mean... That is a sport where you just leave all your aggression out there and you just feel so relaxed after, believe it or not. <laughs> you spend three periods, like, sticking and checking people. You get out you're like, I don't even want to fight anybody. I'm so happy. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think what else is going on comic-wise. I mean, you got, you got pretty much the ominous scoop. So. Hold on. Let's do yeah. it again. Okay, go ahead. I said I was just trying to think what else comic book-wise. You got pretty much the ominous scoop. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to ask, you know, n nothing to do with, with your label. Did you... Uh, did you participate in Free Comic Book Day this year? Uh, do you mean was I was I at a store as a professional? No, like did you get to go enjoy Comic Book Christmas this year? Oh, oh, yeah. Usually, okay. So usually I go to a store. I'm invited to a store to sit down with other creative stuff. But it, it, it's tricky. Oh my kid totally grows up and out of the house. Her birthday is the beginning of May. So, her birthday is May 5th, 
And that's free comic book day too. Oh yeah, it was. So I basically, you know, she's a teenager. She turned 15. So on the good side of that is she sleeps forever. Her getting up before 10. So I got up, and because I'm friends with the guy in town, the the main retailer I go to in town, I showed up at like like about nine o'clock, and they don't officially open, open till ten. But you know, nine o'clock, every, you know, staff was there. There was already a line, but I was allowed to go in. So I got there at nine, was able to go in for the throng of people and pick up the few things I wanted. Nice. And then I had to skedaddle out of there to go get my kid's birthday cake and stuff. So, so that's what I did this year. But for, but now that like you know, next year birthday will be on a Sunday, I'm pretty much in the clip. So I expect to be at a store again next. Uh, next. But I, yeah, I'm usually at a store, set up signing and stuff. But I, I love free comic book day. I just I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do too. I I have a um. You know, the, the, I call it my local. It's just the one that's closest to me. They set up all these tables of 50-cent back issues, and my littlest is starting to really get into comics. She's growing her own collection. Yep. And they had a box that was pretty much just Wonder Woman, and she, like, just started digging and going to town, and I was like, you got 10 bucks, and for 50 cents an issue, she, she got her 10 bucks worth. Yeah, you know, they had, um, the, you know, the store I went to had dollar boxes set up. And I was like, and I knew they would. And I was like, oh, and that's another reason I got there at nine. Because I had to get the cake at 10. So I got there at nine knowing I'd have time to shop in the dollar boxes. So I did pick up some dollar stuff. But my daughter, too, she has a short box of comics that's almost full. But I tell you, she's more digital. Like, when I get, when I get stuff from like Marvel um, because they always do digital code. She's always like, I get the code. And nice. she's, she's really, you know, she's that, she's that little 15 year old that's always on her phone and tablet and stuff. And she'd rather look at them digitally and read them that way than crack one open. I mean, she, you know, when she goes to, a, she'll go to conventions with me, you know, sometimes she'll come back and be like, I got, you know, I found a dollar box and she'll come back with a small stack of stuff. Yeah, which always, you know, is is very cool for me to see. But you know, a lot of times when it comes to new stuff, she's more about, you know, let me have the code, Dad. And I'm like, all right, I got the print, so that's fine with me. So. I mean, I, you know, I, I I can understand that though. I mean, there there's definitely a convenience to it. I mean, you don't have to worry about your comics getting destroyed if you take them to school or take them to your friends or you're sitting out somewhere and you get bored or you're sitting at a restaurant and all the adults are talking, you know, from a teenager's oh, yeah, no, perspective. Totally. You can I just mean, look down at your phone and, you know, basically your whole comic collection can come with you all at once and you don't have to worry about ripped covers or losing pages or... Well, we basically have a shared account. Like, I let her use my my Comixology account, nice. which, you know, is linked to DC and, and Marvel, so all my stuff's on there. And I, I don't have a ton, but, I mean, you know, if I get a book with a digital code... I'm not going to be like, well, I take it back. When Marvel first started doing it, and I only realized this as, like, you know, I'll go through some of my own, you know, uh, back issues or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, this has a code. And I'll be like, and I never used it. What was I thinking? You know? 
And it's and I know why, because when I got it at the time two or three years ago, I was like, well, I got the book. Who cares? But now I'm kind of like, man, I let that code go to waste. And it was stupid because, like you said, you know, I've always got my phone with me. And if I'm somewhere and I'm bored, I can always pull up my account. So now, yeah, whenever I do get a code, I never let it go to waste. And part of that is for her. But, you know, there's some stuff I get that she could care less about, but I still, I'll plug that code right in because it's like, yeah, if I'm not home, I've got it. So, you know, I, you know, I like having both, but I, I haven't bought I'm much at. stuff. I haven't bought much just digital though. I've bought a few things, but I don't think I've bought enough to even count on two hands. You know, I haven't bought more than, you know, 10 books digital i i usually get both print and then use the code so yeah see i'm kind of the same way i i like having them yeah um, you know but i'm also a vinyl junkie so i mean it's you know like it's kind of like that it's there's a smell to it there's a feel to it you can look at look over and be like look at them all they're so pretty yeah <laughs> yeah yep. i mean i don't and maybe it's just uh, like it's just a generational thing i guess you know i mean i could still if you know, I use Twitter for the show, and it's fun to joke around with people and get in threads and tell stupid jokes back and forth and, you know, have somebody put something up that makes you laugh. And But, I mean, coming from the 80s like I am, if the Internet got EMP'd out of existence, it would suck. I'd be bored more often, but it wouldn't kill me. And I don't think there's generations walking around right now that are younger than us that could say that. <laughs> oh no! Like, not at all. I'd be okay. I remember oh, my before God. My, AOL. My, daughter, my daughter's head would explode. What do I do? There's no internet. And I'd be like, enjoy the silence. That's what you do. You're right. <laughs> pick, You're having to look at me to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Pick up a book and enjoy the silence. Enjoy just you know, it's it's almost the same with TV. If you know, I'm glad that there's is so much out there. You know to uh to watch but at the same time i'm still pretty much you know i'm I'm pretty much a network guy and then i think the only other two cable channels that i really watch are fx and amc we are twins on that i'm not kidding i've got like sitcoms i like to watch yep a couple of the DC shows, Gotham, oh, yeah. so that's all network, and yep. then um, Into the Badlands, The Walking Dead, and if there's literally nothing else on, I will put The Simpsons on in the background because The Simpsons make me happy, and I've seen them all so many times that I can do other things while it's on. Yeah. Or they're yeah. playing a bunch of Archer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like like that's me. (laughs) I like, well, you know, here's the thing, going back to digital stuff, I am the same way with with movies. I will buy, um, I will sometimes get just the digital of a movie and not the actual DVD because, you know, I I can't remember the name of the app. I I think it's iMovie or something like that. But No, it's not. Oh, it's Movies Anywhere, I believe is what it is. And... You know, I'd rather have all my movies like that than having a stack of DVDs because I can watch them anyway, you know, and I don't have to worry about, you know, like, for instance, the way my workstation is set up, 
is my computer screen's right in front of me, so I can pull up that and watch one of my movies instead of having to do what I used to, which was there's the TV and there's, you know, a DVD player hooked up to it, you know? Yeah, like me and my friends, we we all share, um, it's called Plex. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it everything digital that we own, and you have to own it. It's not like a streaming where you just like, oh, every movie that ever came out, I have. Um, you actually you actually have to own it, but we all get together, and all our movies, all our TV shows, and all our music all gets dumped into this server that one of our friends actually has. And Plex is an app that anybody can get, and it's free. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, so like you basically all create a login, and then whoever's the admin runs the server content. So like whenever a new movie comes out, if one of us buys the digital thing, it goes up, and then but then everybody can everybody can watch it because you're all connected to a server right so yeah and and it's on my tablet my computer my phone the playstation and the xbox so no matter what i'm doing or where i am you know i can pick from like eighty thousand cds or you know like if i'm if i'm sitting like when i went on the plane you know i mean i downloaded you know like a, a hard download to my computer some of the Simpsons episodes and just watched them. I, you know, didn't have to pay for the plane's Wi-Fi, didn't have to, like, put it on, you know, airplane mode and was still able to watch stuff. You know, like, if I'm sitting on my lunch break at work because I travel store to store, you know, I can sit in the car, plug the phone into the charger, plug the auxiliary cord into the stereo and, you know, like, eh, let's watch a couple episodes of Home Improvement or, hey, let's watch, you know, uh the Chappelle show or so, you know, like whatever's in there that everybody's put together that we've all like basically granted each other as a gift and pick something and just sit there and watch it no matter where I am. It's, Oh yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that part's cool. And if it went away, I'd miss it. Oh yeah. Like I think I'd be okay. (laughs) But no, um, I was going to ask, there was this uh, image put out a really thick, um, and it was just one story. I know a lot of the free comic book day stuff, you get, you know, a bunch of sample stories in an issue or you get yeah. two, like the covers upside down on the back and then you flip it over and read the, um, it was called barriers. I didn't huh. know, I didn't know if you had picked that one up on free comic book day. No, I didn't. All right. So it's, you actually have to hold it, um, sideways. It's one of those where you read it up and down instead of left to right. The, oh, yeah. You know, style-wise. But it's really good, and they put it out for free, and that could have easily have been an expensive first issue because it's not a sample. It's the opening of this series that's coming, and it's almost annual-sized. Oh, damn. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I was super impressed. I mean, th- there were a lot of good books out, but that's the one that stood out to me, and it looks like it's going to be kind of a crazy story. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to check it out. But I know, I mean, like she, you know, she, she found what's cool about the comic book shop I went to is they don't, they don't just take like cheap back issues and throw them in a box for 50 cents. Yeah. They actually go to their warehouse thing that they have and they just grab a pickup truck full of long boxes and put them on tables. So I've pulled stuff out of there that was worth money that they, you could tell that they didn't know it was in there. And they honored it, and they were like, nah, it's 50 cents. I, a couple years ago, 
I forget what I pulled out. But when he was ringing it up, he just kind of looked at me and I was like, do you, I, and I, you know, I'm, I, I like my integrity. I asked, I was like, do you want me to pay more? And he went, no, it was in the 50 cent box. And he just kind of like shook his head and <laughs> rang it up. But she got some really good old uh, Wonder Woman. She got an annual. I'll, I'll shoot you a picture of it. And she was the one who picked it out. It wasn't Daddy being like, "Grab that one. It's it's old." She she liked the cover. And cool. It's like a I think it's like a 1986 annual. Oh, nice. Or yeah, which I mean for us we're like, well, that's when I was a kid. That wasn't that long ago. And then you add up the years, and you're like. Dude, thirty-two that's years a 40 ago, forty-year-old book, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like that's, that book's over three decades old. Yep. But yeah, I, I, to think about. I love that they go with me now on Free Comic Book Day. It makes it way more fun. Well, my daughter's really big into. I mean, she, like I said, she'll get some comics, but something I never thought. And when they first came out, I was like, "Oh, my kid will never be into those." Thank God. But I spoke too soon. She is so into those Funko Pops. Oh Holy gosh. crap! We have she's so got many. at least she's got at least thirty, thirty-five of those things. It's like every week I feel like I'm putting up a new shelf in her bedroom. Now, see, ours are communal, so they're on the entertainment center downstairs. Because we have a big wooden entertainment center, and the whole top it, it looks like we're building a terracotta army of just oh, pop culture icons. Yeah, it's gotten really out of hand <laughs> so yeah i hear you i've bought like two that i was like oh that's really cool and then the rest I, of them were just like oh i got this and I, this and this and this and this and i'm like okay i guess i mean i can there. i can see the appeal behind them when she gets them like you know because she's get you know she gets very you know the popular characters and stuff if she gets marvel and dc stuff she doesn't get like uh, any of the Star Wars ones or yeah. know, stuff like that, but so I'm like, ah, I just I don't know. I like action figures because I like cool sculpts and stuff, and with the pops, they're all basically the same, just painted different. So yeah, that is true. Although my daughter, my youngest, got me a really really cool one for my birthday. Um, it even came with like the full space helmet and everything. She got me a Duck Dodgers. Oh, that's cool. Funko Pop and that one, yeah. I've, that that was my favorite. <laughs> it's just it's like I was like I haven't even thought of Duck Dodgers. I was like, yeah, that's cool. That one was cool. But I mean, yeah, and like you said, like you know, my oldest got really into Harry Potter, so we've got some of those for the Funkos, and then a bunch of DC Marvel ones. And uh, she got Loot Crate for a little while, and whenever they gave her a variant um funko and one she'd bring it down so everybody could display it so we have like a batman that looks like the joker we got a couple of the loot crate exclusives but for a while there they were coming into the house in a pretty steady stream and it has kind of dried up because yeah i think everybody figured out like oh it's all she's, uh, just she, a different so coat of paint she got the she got the wonder woman box which I thought was pretty cool. And she never even saw it. I saw it and was like, I'll find out. And then we got the Justice League one. And now we're waiting on, and I ordered it back in March, and we got the same thing on fifth and beginning of June, end of May, beginning of June. But the, um, oh, what is it? The, uh, oh, Avengers. 
Nice. So, she's a she's a total she's definitely a total Marvel girl. That's for sure. So. Yeah, I mean they put out like a couple that I actually really wanted, but they charged a little too much for them. I like the price point on most of them. But yeah. like when they put out the Songbird one from Bioshock Infinite, if I could find one now like on eBay cheap, but at the time they were like 30 bucks. Oh yeah. I was like I can't do that one. They did They they've got a couple of the big ones. I know I think they did like the Ecto 1. The actual card. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they but, did. but they were expensive. Like I I couldn't justify to myself spending the money. Oh yeah. But like yeah, yeah like, I know. Those those ones were really cool. I still want that Songbird one from Bioshock because it was just cool looking. Oh sure. Yeah, now some of them definitely are, you know. But hey, man, I got to get going. Yeah. My wife's about to get home. But once again, it was fantastic. If there's anything you want to end with, let me know, and we can. Yeah, I mean, ju- just let everybody know, um, you know, once more release dates and where they can find you and where they can get their hands on some ominous stuff. Uh, well, Demigod number two hits June 6th. Dread Gods number four will be the uh, end of June or early July. And my black book and the Kickstarter hardcover will be shipping very soon as the black book is at the printer. And you can easily find other cool ominous press stuff at ominouspress.com and of course my website is andysmithart.com so uh, check that stuff out cool man appreciate your time had a blast as always yeah man you too and we'll catch you later all right man all right bye-bye later